Hi, it's Arjun with a voice memo explainer for my recent note from not-for-profit to new ROC supercycle focused, of course, on the traditional energy sector. And I really just wanted to walk through some of these exhibits and kind of provide, in my own words, uh, some of the intention behind the note. And let me turn to exhibit one, which is the chart of long-term ROC cycles. Uh, this is the period from 1991 to 2021. The oil prices here in real terms. I'm going to actually talk in nominal because I think it's how a lot of people remember it. Uh, just a couple points to highlight. First and foremost, um, I, I think there's an over-assumption that oil prices are all that matters. Uh, they certainly matter a lot in the short term if you're trying to invest or trade on a year-to-year -year basis often trying to call those ups and downs matter. But if one's focused on long-term profitability, it, it's really all about capital allocation. I think this chart really shows this. Let me just highlight a few points here. The blue line is returns on capital. It's the median ROCE for the energy sector uh, versus this graph shows real oil prices uh, in 2020 dollars. First point in the 1990s. Oil in nominal terms were in a pretty lackluster $14 to $22 a barrel trading range. Yet the sector on average uh, generated double-digit returns on capital, showing that if an industry is focused or if companies are focused on cutting costs, high grading, which kind of was the paradigm for the 1990s, you can generate reasonable uh, levels of returns. And in subsequent graphs, they show that the best-in-class companies actually had mid-teens or higher returns on capital. Second point is, as the super cycle kicked in, yes, it was an exciting time for the sector, but it actually wasn't quite as exciting from a return on capital perspective. I'm going to highlight a few data points here. First, look at the 2000 peak return on capital from the pre-super cycle era. You actually did not do that much better between 2000 and 2006 peak, despite oil going from $30 a barrel nominal to $70 a barrel nominal. We doubled the oil price. We did not double returns on capital. Essentially, the business normalizes relatively quickly, which means capital intensity, costs, taxes, margins, all these things quickly adjust you know, within a few years to whatever the oil price paradigm is. I think the second point I'd make is the return on capital in the super spike era peaked in 2006, when oil was 70 in nominal terms, oil then, went, of course, went on to $147 in July of 2008. Yeah, returns on capital were already falling. Uh, the, the super cycle era peaked from a profitability standpoint in 2006. Uh, the actual oil price didn't peak, and it peaked at a much higher level two years later. I'll actually talk about this in a subsequent note. That's probably one of the biggest mistakes I made in my time as an analyst. I have always been a return on capital person, and I think I made excuses, uh, frankly, for the fall off in returns. They were still at good levels in 2008, but frankly, we'd already had our warning signs that the best days for the sector were behind us. Everybody knows the story of the next 15 years. But again, let's look at 2010 to 2014. In nominal terms, this was generally kind of a $90 to $110 oil price environment. Yet look at returns on capital. They're actually worse, worse for the sector than what you saw in the 90s when oil was in the 20s. Uh, of course, everyone was trying to grow. Capital intensity was skyrocketing in terms of CapEx per barrel or whatever metric you want to look at. And returns on capital imploded. Uh, and of course, that just got worse uh, once we had the crash in oil to 50. 
Now you'll have a little bit of the beginnings of the converse effect, where in the $50 environment we were in from 2015 to 2020, returns on capital actually for the most part didn't deteriorate further as costs and capital intensity and so forth adjusted to the lower price environment. The bottom fell out in COVID and we had kind of a deep second deep trough for the for the sector, but that really catalyzed what I think is the most important change, a, a real turnaround and commitment on the part of managements to improve returns on capital going forward. That uh, analysis to go forward is for another day, but I think the key takeaways here is, while all prices do matter in terms of short-term trading, I would defy anyone to look at this 30-year history and tell me how they matter over the long-term uh, long perspective. The return on capital cycles are 10 to 15 years in nature, 10 to 15 years up, 10 to 15 years down. And again, I think 2020 uh, is going to be the bottom of the most recent down cycle. I'll quickly go through just a few more exhibits. Exhibit two, um, you can see the generally strong relationship between the S&P weighting, uh, which is the uh, gray line on the right axis, and returns on capital. A lot of people want to blame concerns about energy transition. They want to blame politics. They want to blame a whole bunch of stuff. There's one very clear culprit for why investors have uh, basically divested of the sector. The profitability has stunk. If you generated a 0% return on capital, zero, over the last five years as an industry, why should an investor bother? And then if that same investor does have concerns about what is the long-term demand trajectory? What does energy transition mean? Well, when a sector is not earning any profits, it's very easy to say, I don't know anything about energy transition. Why should I even care? It's up to companies, it's up to managements and boards to focus on improved profitability to get investors to start caring again. And I think we're in the early stages of doing that. Uh, I'm gonna skip ahead here to exhibit six, uh, which really shows the sharp uh, really structural decline in reinvestment rates. I'm going to focus on the E&P sector here. Uh, reinvestment rates between 2010 through 2017 were in every year above 100%. People were spending more on CapEx than they were bringing in in cash flow, which is really quite incredible for a sector that, again, was challenged in its profitability in the previous decade. Uh, since uh, really 2020, um, we have seen a sharp reduction in reinvestment, reinvestment rates. And I think this is going to prove to be the number one catalyst to improve returns on capital. I'm going to stop there. Thank you very much for subscribing to my Substack.